Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe, hosted on the Relay FM network. I'm one of your hosts, Yasmin Evian, and I am super, super excited because we are live from Google I.O. and from the Googleplex. And I am actually sitting right next to, right next to Ronald. No, what's your name? Russell? I'm Hickney. Oh, sorry. Oh, I can't, can't, I can't, I can't cut you can't make you these jokes because we're, we're live and in person. Now, you might even hear some background noise during this episode. We're literally inside the Plex where all this amazing stuff that uh, came out today happened. And who knows, maybe like we'll, you know, we'll brush shoulders with people on the way out who actually worked on some of this stuff. And Andy is joining us via Skype all the way from Boston. Andy, we miss you. We wish you were here, uh, but we're pretty excited for the show. I do too, but unfortunately the Constitution says that one of us, just like the State of the Union address, cannot be in the room with everybody else in case there is a first nuclear strike so that the material podcast can continue on and the chain of command has been preserved. But uh, boy, am I excited about what I saw over the past couple hours. That was a great keynote. Yeah, I've got to tell you, it was really interesting sitting in the uh, the amphitheater as well. Like in the previous years, it's been at Moscone West, which is a really, it's a typical conference center, like a whole bunch of chairs, like all mm-hmm. flat on the ground, like, you know, dark room. This was outdoors, basically at a rock concert venue. I really wanted to ask you guys, the, the, it was 20 minutes in and I realized that one of the reasons why that's the energy level seemed so much different is that that's the first keynote I can remember ever seeing where you're outside and there's sky above you, as opposed to being in this 3,000 seat cave. As good as those caves are, you are in an enclosed space, like a bunker. Uh, what was it like being in a festival sort of atmosphere for that? Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely pretty cool, I guess, if you were under the shade. But if you were out in the sun and the lawn, I don't think you were <laughs> enjoying the keynote very much. Um, yeah, it, it's completely different. You you kind of pointed it. It, it, it. it is like a cave. So I remember at IO15, it's uh, dark and you have like all these screens around you so they can do some fun stuff with that. Um, but here it was it was completely out in the open. Um, and if you were sitting in some, you know, reserved seating like me, then maybe you had some shade. Oh, oh. <laughs> I also had shade though, Yasmin. Not in the fancy reserve setting, but I, I did notice that made all the, the actual Google employees go and sit out the back on the grass. So they were in the full, full sun. So respect okay. to the, the Google that's, employees that's who had to sit out there. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a lot of people who maybe when they got their official Google buff like in their kit, thought that, oh, I'm never going to be wear this. Like, you know what? Now I'm, re- now I've, I'm getting sunburn on my head. I, I, now I saw like, at least one out of every four people who are filing out wearing that thing in their head. Yeah, we should, we should talk about some of the swag. So there's the usual sort of drink bottle. There's a new version of uh, Google Cardboard, which they've painted the, the cardboard white, Andy. It's, it's really exciting. It's <laughs> now, like laminated now. It's, now. now it's three-ply cardboard. Yeah. It's potentially <laughs> maybe even slightly waterproof. I don't know. And also this weird... Only one way to find out. Water weird, slide. Uh, head, what, what, head, head, headgear, like bandana, a... hip young person thing. People have been calling it a, a buff, and I've only ever seen that word used with Survivor, with those, those rags that oh, they, yeah, for the exactly tribes they put on their heads. That's yes. exactly We didn't know how to wear it, so uh, I think there's a picture floating around uh, of Russell trying to figure it out. <laughs> on Survivor, sometimes uh, the sometimes they use it in lieu of a of, of a bikini top. So Russell, if you want to, <laughs> if if you're feeling homesick for Australia, you should you know, start that movement going. That is a good idea. I can do some surfing maybe with my bikini top. <laughs> and they gave us sunscreen, so uh, you know, ah, just make sure go. to put that all over and some cool sunglasses. So yeah, everything was very much directed at. Hey, we're going to be outside. There's going to be sun out here and be prepared uh people were kind of joking with me saying you're going to get back to work and you're just going to have this like tan and they're going to be like are you sure you went to a work uh technology conference yeah just try just try not to spill quite so much margarita mix on you tonight at the at the concert <laughs> so long as you know so, so I, I think so i think what they're really going to check for is are there any 
gets fresh tattoos that weren't there last week. I've got to say, though, as a venue, like it, it really worked because you've got raised seating. You felt like you were a lot yeah. closer to the stage. Um, obviously, being like a rock concert venue, the bass and things like that was incredible when they were showing off their videos and things. But what I want to know, Andy, is what was it like watching it from the other side? Well, really good. There's a there's remember that there's always sort of a two way street here where you if I were there I would be getting a lot of information just out of the energy that's being right there in the event. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys thought about how uh, this stuff was going down. Uh, the advantage of doing it from here is I have all the lime flavored seltzer that I want. I'm in a big comfy chair and I could type 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 type. I, I took I I did an actual uh, uh, actual word count. I took three. 1,412 oh, wow. words just just of notes. <laughs> and that's not like actual, like it's like trying to get down as many ideas and data as I possibly could. We started a little bit late. I apologize uh, to, to you guys because uh, I had I could not start the show before I at least put some of that in the form of an outline so that I wasn't mixing up words and phrases and stuff like that. Uh, but the other thing is that you get all the great camera angles. And uh, they, well, the one thing that I really... Uh, wish I hadn't missed out on uh, the live feed picked up seeing some people in really, really. We are East German artists. You're not gonna. We are working. We are. What you see here is something we're doing on an expensive grant. This, 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 this jacket I'm wearing took me 18 years and three nervous breakdowns to contemplate. And they were just plucking at what seemed to be guide wires that were keeping something up and i thought that it was just people having like one of those like hippie freakouts but apparently it was some sort of a musical harp yeah. sort of performance so we, we first noticed that there was giant overhead wires basically running the entire length of the amphitheater and they look like guide wires they don't yeah, look like that, that was like, yeah, right from the top all the way down probably about six or eight of them like next to each other i'm like what are those for are they going to float something down is there going to be some kind of like floating camera or something and then yeah there was a there was a woman on one side a guy on the other and they had these fancy looking gloves and they just kind of, uh, I can't do it for an audio podcast, but it, it, they look like they're really, you know, getting into the, the No, I think they can see you. Can you try that again, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we should get on to some of the stuff that um, was covered, but I have to say just quickly, Andy, we have run into a lot of Material Podcast fans, and some of them even like here inside the Plex, and one, we probably shouldn't out this person, but we were not going to mention him by name, but one on the Am Apple campus as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. We've uh, had we've had fun. We won't go into all the details, but we've uh, been visiting Apple and Google. And yes, yep. we have fans inside of Apple. They exist. Real life Excellent. people, definitely not actors. I checked. I said, "Can you show me? Like you're not on any movies that I've seen." Or yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave it to you as mean to decide over the next week. I I have been reading our Slack channel, and I understand you had a, a profound brush with greatness yesterday or the day before. <laughs> but that, that's a story that's 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 for you to tell either today or next week or never. Okay. Oh my God. All right. It was a legitimate brush with greatness. I will say. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> So as, as you know, the I.O. was switched over to be at Mountain View this year. So that means that you are around, you know, Google and Apple and all those awesome tech companies that you usually don't see in San Francisco because I think a lot of the people either, you know, drive in or, you know, for their session and they kind of get out. But when you're hanging out around Mountain View, you go to the Starbucks and you're going to meet these uh, famous product leaders that maybe <laughs> you love. 
I don't know. Did Maybe. I just say that? Just Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just a little bit. And you're going to run into them and you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, so Russell and his uh, co-founder, Phil, they were, and I were sitting at a Starbucks just enjoying some drinks. And I see uh, these uh, two people walk by and uh, I look and I go, I think that's Aparna. And that's, uh, um, <laughs> I can't even say her last name, but she's the the leader for Google Now, the, she leads the Google Now initiative, and last year she introduced Now on Tap on stage. And I said, I, I think that's Aparna. And I look over at Russell, I'm like, that's totally Aparna, isn't it? And he's, <laughs> he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, uh, she was a lot taller than that. I'm sure she was taller like from where I was sitting last year watching the keynote. I'm like, that's, that's definitely not her. So then I used Google Now to search for pictures of her. <laughs> and then I used Now on Tap to find out exactly like what her title was. Cause I was like, she know, I know she led the now on tap. What is exactly she doing? So I looked at her and I was like, that's totally her. And then Russell's like, no. And I was like, that is totally Aparna and whatever. She's smiling. I was like, that's totally her smile. Because uh, of course, you know, Yasmin knows what her smile looks like. <laughs> Not creepy at all. And I, I, you know, she went up and sat down and I was like, and Russell's like, nah, I don't think it's her. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I kept on looking at her from afar and I was like, I think that's totally her. That's totally her. And so uh, another developer walked by that was uh, Russell's friend and he's like, is that a Parna over there? And she goes, oh yeah, that's totally her. And we're yeah. like, okay. So we, we didn't know if he was just like teasing us or what. So anyways, we go and sit outside is and where she's sitting. Oh, we, we should wait, just point wait, out wait. here that we went to sit outside just so Yasmin <laughs> could be that little bit closer to her. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, okay, so I was fangirling, and she Let finally Yasmin ends up, tell her story. And Gosh. she, yeah, Russell, <laughs> and she. So we're outside sitting down, and I'm kind of looking over there. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's totally a partner, isn't it? So she gets up and ends her meeting because I didn't want to interrupt. And actually, Russell and Phil were like, "You got to go say hi. Just go say hi. Say you're, you're a huge fan of her, and then just uh, walk away." You know? And I was like, "No, I don't want to interrupt. It looks like she's having just like a meeting, you know, with some friends or something. Like, I don't want to be that person." So I wait until it's over, and she uh, walks past us, and I go, Aparna. <laughs> and she turns around, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she, that is her. <laughs> and I was like, are you Aparna? <laughs> and she's kind of like, yeah. And I go, and I walk up, and I shake her hand, and I'm like, I'm Yasmin. Like, she's supposed to know who that is. <laughs> and she just kind of looks at me, and I, I don't even know what I said. I think I was just all like, huge fan. Love you. Bye. No. <laughs> No, I think Yasmin, Yasmin was quite literate in her defense. She's like, you know, I love the work you do. I love the, you know, your introduction on Google. I.O. it was amazing last year. You know, will, we, will you be speaking this year? And she's like, I'm not going to be in the keynote, but I'll be in some of the other sessions. And it was all going fine, like, up until this point. And then, you know, she says, you know, nice to meet you all. Like, I, I you know, have somewhere else to be because, you know, I'm, I'm famous. And she starts walking away. And then what happened, Yasmin? <laughs> At, at your, she's at walking you're, away. Yasmin, you're in a place of love and peace, <laughs> and you don't no. need to say anything that you don't want to talk was, about. Okay, we all love you. Was, everything was going so smooth, <laughs> and to that point, like Russell said, and I was just like, I was cool and collective, and then she starts walking away, and I was like, I have to tell her that her Now on Tap session was probably my favorite last year. Like, this is the only chance I'm probably going to get it, and as she's walking away, I, th I just go, your session was my favorite. <laughs> I love you so much. And then at that point, she started running, and then we, we didn't see her again. And, and, and I turn around to go back to sit down where Phil and Russell are, and they are just laughing, laughing at me. I wanted to go hide under a rock. I was so embarrassed. And, and I should say, though, we're, we're both very good, good friends. So what I did for Yasmin is she left her phone unlocked. No. 
<laughs> and so I, I may have sent a partner a, a LinkedIn request. So, you know, if they want to, <laughs> she wants to join your professional network, Yasmin, she, she's welcome to. So now she's uh, probably like, who is this Yasmin person? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. She's going to have to put some security around her now. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I, that you, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. I you, you did nothing that I haven't uh, done or come close to doing. I remember at the, at the Apple Watch event. So I see, I see Stephen Fry right there. And I'm just so such a total nerd for Stephen Fry and everything that he's done since I was. It's the it's the ones who you uh, whose work you fall in love with when you're a little kid, like watching Blackadder and uh, and uh, uh, watching the young ones. And you're like, I've always thought, well, our paths are going to cross at some point. And also, you, you I had the additional. Uh, I think mine was more humiliating than yours, and I'll tell you why. Because we have actually exchanged like some direct messages in the past, and one of the like my my greatest fanboy moments was like uh, I, I don't know whether he messaged me or I, I bet I messaged him or, or no he posted something on Twitter this was like a few years ago linked to something he wrote and I said wow that's, that was a really I just wanted to tell you I really I know that he was following me so I, so I sent him a direct message yeah I thought that was a really great piece I really enjoyed that and he said oh well I'm not going to do the Stephen Fry voice but he said oh well, boy I, I, I'm absolutely chuffed to, from someone as luminous such a luminary as yourself I didn't know whether he, he was making fun of me but I chose to believe that he was being serious so I saw him at the Apple Watch event and I'm not saying hey my buddy Stephen Fry but I thought that if I approach him and say hello there's a chance that he will recognize Recognize me and say, "My God, I can't talk to you right now, but here's my private, personal email and phone number because we definitely should get together for lunch and dinner and be best buddies forever." And he, he, I think he processed me visually as someone who seems to know that I'm a famous comedian, and I decided not to even pursue it further than that. <laughs> but there is, there is no, there is no way you can leave that. I've always, I've always thought that if I ever had a chance to meet George Lucas, I would have to pass it up because it ends with me like throwing myself to the ground and hugging him around the ankles to say, "Oh, Mr. Lucas, please don't go away. I love you, Mr. Lucas, Mr. Lucas." My, you my remember Star did Wars crack when I said she was my yeah. that was my favorite. Session. Well, that's that, that's probably not what freaked her out. It was probably it was a good point to say that you know I I actually used the product you manage Google now to make sure that I could pronounce your name and and is this a photo of your house? And I hope wish your three children the youngest one a good birthday in two weeks from now. Oh, I understand no, that she I won know, her track meet. Well, we should end this before we get kicked out. Of the should, yeah, yeah, should, yeah, we, should we meet at that coffee shop where you keep checking in every Thursday at four p.m.? Speaking of famous people, Andy. We all know that famous people have assistants, and Google announced... It's giving us our very own Google Assistant, and I'm so very excited about yeah. this. And we kind of had all talked about, like, oh, I think Google's going to announce an assistant this time, and we're all like, eh, I think well, we even called it, like, a last maybe, show, show before. I think, like, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Um, and that was... It was me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually, maybe I might have been like, yeah, well, Google, Google Now or Google Search is kind of like that. But um, they, no, they're actually doing a Google Assistant. And the whole premise behind it is having these uh, conversations with an assistant. So it actually books a lot of the stuff. So, you know, Google Search is already um, so powerful. So if you're looking for movie times, it can tell you all the movie times and things uh, close to you. And then you can kind of click or, uh, sorry, tap, tap on your phone and you can and, you know, find the, the show times near you and even purchase tickets. But the whole idea of Google Assistant is all voice. So Sundar was giving an example and was saying that the Google Assistant, you know, would be like, hey, I want to go out to a movie tonight. Where, what movie, what's playing? Yeah. And then it would give you a list of movies. And then you would even say after that, 
I want to take the kids. So now it's going to filter your movies for, for family movies. And then it's going to say, hey, like, you know, would you like to buy a ticket or something? And it's going to give you some options. And you would say, hey, buy a ticket tonight for 8 p.m. for Jungle Book. And it would automatically go in there and do all that fun magic for you. And you would never have to open the phone to tap anything. You can do it all via voice. Yeah, that, that's that's something that's always been missing from Google's voice assistants, that uh, even it works very, very well, but you have to know what information it's expecting and present it to that assistant in the right way. I love the, the ones that I love are ones like Cortana, where you just say, I need to schedule an appointment. Oh, great. Well, what when? Uh, next Thursday. OK, what time? And then, what, uh, when, when am I available? Well, you have enough time available X, Y, Z. Would you like me to book you for 4 p.m.? Great. It, it really is. If you saw the, the movie uh, Her a couple years ago, yeah. it sounds like exactly like that. Not, and it also, uh, uh, it also makes you sort of think about, you understand why, for instance, they spent so much time and money to update the voice system mm -hmm. so that she has inflections in her, her voice now. And she'll say, okay. Or okay, or okay, because <laughs> you because because how you really expected to have like a real off the cuff conversation and about stuff like <laughs> there's the old Steve Martin routine from Saturday Night Live where he's like a tourist just like looking up public, what the hell is that and just says that for five minutes and now you can actually take out your phone and when you're front, standing in front of a, a monument boss and say what the hell is that. Uh, that is the Stasi Memorial to uh, George Marble, who was done done by Charles James Chester French in 2012, uh, 1912. For me, the the product video that they showed uh, for the Google Assistant was pretty, or actually was no, that was the Google Home. But okay, we'll we'll have to talk about the Google, 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 Google. Sorry, sorry, I know the Google Home. And sorry, I merged the two because Google Assistant is being placed in all the products, so it's like regardless of what you're using, if you're using Google Home, which we'll talk about, um, or you're using a phone or tablet, your your Android Wear device, Google Assistant is going to be built in to help you. So it's yeah. uh, it's kind of replacing the Google search in a way, you know, and it's just making it better. So I. I'm super excited. Um, I, I think that's so much. Uh, the, when you're building apps or something, it should be a conversation to help people get there. You know, like that's why you don't have links that are like click here. It's like you know, purchase tickets. You're giving them an action in order to to click. So I I love this. I, I can't wait. Yeah, that's 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 perfect. It really is like a. It was more like a sriracha. It's not that here is an app you're going to use, and here's the one place you can use Google Assistant. It's that here is on, on the table, on the restaurant, every table at the restaurant known as Google. There, one of the bottles is <laughs> Google Voice Assistant, and it can be used to enhance pretty much anything that they've got going. And it you really... want it all over all your food because it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do, you do. Yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about Google Home, yeah. like in the in the same yeah. sentence. That, I, and this is like we don't have the Amazon Echo in, in Australia, which is why I find this interesting. So I was walking through. A Westfield here and they had an Amazon pop-up store and I'm like cool Amazon Echo so I, I grabbed one I, I forgot all about the uh, the Google rumors or whatever and what what should be announced today but like you know Google's basic version and I thought it was really interesting that they actually gave Amazon a shout out I believe Sunder said something An to the effect yeah. of you know as we've seen in this area you know pioneered by companies like you know Amazon, Amazon yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really gave credit to them, and I was like, that that's pretty awesome. I think so much uh, with technology companies, they're competing against each other that it's sometimes they lose sight of like giving credit where credit is due. It costs them nothing, and also I would like to think that 
as nervous as the Alexa team is about the safety of their jobs <laughs> over the next two or three years, I bet the, the well, it was nice that they actually called this out and our work was being, has been acknowledged. They didn't just simply say that. Other, other companies sometimes say, the reason why we didn't do a voice assistant is that it's so easy to get it wrong, as we've seen <laughs> in other devices. Yeah, and I'm I'm also glad that they won't be like we've invented this amazing thing yeah. with the microphones. Like you know, hear you across the room, and I, yeah, I, I thought it was nice of that. I think the device itself, they uh, you could see it like he had it um, there live on stage. I think it looks interesting. No, was it, it was, and they, I they had, we disagree on this. It should be noted that they had a mock-up of it. They you mm-hmm. never saw it doing anything. Yeah, that's yeah it's, it's like a, it's just a so. prototype, um, physical prototype. And Russell and I kind of disagree on this, um, and I'm kind of interested to hear your take, Andy, because I found the device to be a very uh, aesthetically pleasing. Like, I would totally want that in my house next to my OnHub, um, and you can choose different fabrics for the base and different colors, and the top is white, so you can see the LED uh, circles for mm-hmm. Google, like the, the animations, and uh, Russell wasn't, wasn't so much of a fan. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks. I don't, it doesn't look like an object I want in my home. Like maybe, maybe my opinion will change when I see it in person. And maybe there are some of the bases that you can get that might really, you know, change the way it looks. But well, I don't want to break it to you. You probably won't be able to get it in your home, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes, we we have heard from a few people that it could be. It could be a while before this launches, and it could definitely be a while before this launches internationally as well. Oh, hopefully it could be like like the first iPad where anybody, any geek American tourist can finance a trip to Australia by simply taking an empty suitcase, filling it with iPads, <laughs> traveling to Australia, selling about 200% markup, and then and then enjoying it two weeks on the beach. Well, one of my friends actually did that. So shout out to Anthony Aegis if he ever listens to this podcast. He went the other way. He went to America on behalf of all the nerds and brought us the first iPad back, Andy. Um, I think I think it looks pretty cool. I, it does look like an air freshener. I will I will put that out there. Um, I'm looking forward to the first third party screen cover that can make it look like a pineapple because that was the second thought yes. that I had. But it's it's a, it's a tough design problem because you have to make something that is looks like a consumer item and not like let's say a Wi-Fi base station as nice as a Wi-Fi base station you can make it look like. You want it to make it look like nothing but you also want to make it look like something that you would want to just invite into your home and so if you make it look too nice even if you've really styled it up you don't want people to walk into a house and say wow what the hell is that it's pretty i don't know what the hell that is google assistant will launch and automatically know what you're talking about <laughs> yes <laughs> i thought the other thing that's interesting is the person they brought out was from the chromecast team and it seems like they yep. were signaling, you know, this is this is part of the Chromecast, you know, universe. You've got the devices that already plug into speakers. You've got the, you know, the thing that is in your TV. And this is part of that ecosystem. In fact, one of the demos that they gave was they were talking to uh, Google Home and they said, you know, play this song in the bedroom, play this song in the lounge room. I absolutely love the Google Home video. I think I even got a little teary-eyed because I was like imagining, you know, allow Google into my life, into my home. But just they really emphasize on, on the family and uh, showing like all the cool stuff like, you know, he, he the dad wakes up in the morning and starts playing the playlist of the of the he's like, start. OK, or not OK material. Or I don't even know if he triggered it, it was like 
play no, the. He, play, he, he said he, the actual word. Okay. So we're allowed to say it too. Okay, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, play morning playlists. And then he was like, okay, now play morning playlists in all the rooms. And so it started waking all the kids up and his wife. Um, and then it started, uh, you know, they, everyone started kind of getting ready. And then there was a, a scene where the daughter didn't do her homework. And um, the mom's like, oh, I thought you did your homework. And she's like, no, I, you know, I forgot or something. And she said, okay, material. What is, how do you say apple in Spanish? And then it was like manzana. So it's going to, it's talking about like how the echo can do that right now, where it's going to help your kids and help anyone if you have any questions. So built on Google. So I think it's even going to be even awesomer. But the cool thing, like this is the part that I was like, no way, this is super awesome. It's uh, when the son is asking about space. And then he cast it to the living room. He's like, show it on the living room because he's asking some questions about space. And I was like, <gasps> that was, I was like, no way. Yeah. Like, you're going to be able to tell, like, Google is going to be smart enough for you to cast that to your living room without tapping anything. Like, it's just going to know. Yeah. It, it, it just kept getting better and better. It's like, the, uh, it's so many. T- I, I, I kind of think that the only way that uh, Google Home could involve more. Google technologies, or let's say alphabet technologies, if it had wheels and electric motor, otherwise name something that Google is good at or something that you rely on. Just the idea of, uh, I can't tell you how much I love my Amazon Echo. When I'm tying on my my shoes in the living room before going out every morning, I don't look up. I just simply say, hey, hey, Shlomo, what's what's the weather today? Or do I have an appointment at this? And, and I trust I, the microphones work well enough. I don't even have to look up. I often listen to music through it, despite the fact that it's not the greatest speaker in that room, but because I can simply call out, play me this uh, this song. And it's not just a good speaker. It's not just that, but also being able to, with the new Google Assistant, having a conversation to say that, mm-hmm. is it, can it the, the, when, I, when someday, uh, I'm, I'm sure within a couple of months of its release, I can simply, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of pressed for time, but I can say, can I? still get to Boston by 4 p.m. today and it will know to, it will, I need to do a I need to do a map a transportation search for the next train that, that goes to Boston is going to be in 23 minutes he is about a 15 minute bike ride away or a five minute car away so I'm going to say yes uh, would you like me to book to book you, you a ticket and put it in your Google wallet and just have that conversation again without looking up from tying my shoes and make that sort of thing happen. The they, the demos the the video they showed, of course, was not a live demo. Of course, it was staged just to make sure it's to tell the story of here's what we see for this device. But it was doing complicated things like uh, not only uh, play this play this song in the living room, meaning that I'm I know that you know what song you're playing right now. I want you to also make that go through the speaker over there, but also through the Chromecast. It seemed like it could also uh, there was a bit where it just trilled, just like a ping, and then the someone someone said, uh, "Okay, Google, I'm listening," which seemed to be okay. This person, I've told this, I've told this user that there is a notification of some sort, and now that user has indicated that it's okay for me to interrupt them and tell them what that notification is. Even when the last and the last thing with the, with the kid in his new spacesuit and the going out to, to go to school, stands at the door and simply says goodbye. And then the device knows that okay, that means that I should turn off all the lights. I should tell the nest, uh, the, the nest, the thermostat to turn itself down. The one and only mention of any nest product uh, in the uh, entire uh, thing. A real moment of pride for Tony Fidel, I'm sure. Uh, are you sure they weren't saying because they were saying goodbye? Home nest? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I yeah. said good day, sir. Yeah. I said good day, sir. <laughs> 
Another part where we really saw the Google Assistant shine was in their new messaging introduction, Allo. So Allo, Allo to you as well, dear listener. You might be wondering, oh, I really wanted to find out what's coming next, and you will. We just got a short ad break we need to take. And this episode is brought to you by Linode. Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes Linode a fantastic hosting solution. So if you're looking to do things like you want to host your own private Git repository, you want to run the back end of an app, uh, you want to host a large database, you want to run your own mail server, you, you just want to do something that's in the cloud, Linode is the perfect place to do that. I'm just going to cover a few quick points here they have industry leading native ssd storage they have powerful e5 processors you know you've got fast disks fast cpus and their their data centers have 40 gigabit networks so you've got really fast uh, networking going in and out and you've also got a level of redundancy there as well you know if something goes down they have backups for all that they have an amazing admin system where you can log in and you know configure your machine you can do all sorts of things you know you can configure backups you can transfer it uh, from one place to another, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. You, there's there's a million different things you can do in there. So Linode has over 400,000 customers, and they're all serviced 24-7 by their support team. And it's funny, Shifty Jelly is actually one of those customers. So a lot of the Pocket Cast infrastructure, a lot of their other app sort of infrastructure runs on, on there as well. And, you know, if it's good enough for us, then maybe maybe it's good enough for you too. So you're sitting there, you're wondering, you're like, okay, I want to want to get back to the show. What do I need to know? It's linode.com slash material, linode.com slash material, and you'll get $20 towards your first plan. And you, you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So if you find out that it's you know it's too powerful for you or it's not what you need, uh, there's no risk there. So again, linode.com slash material to learn more and sign up. And if you're already at the checkout process, you got so excited when I started talking, you can use the offer code material20. Now back to the show. Hello yourself. <laughs> I'm I'm going to make a I'm going to make it a point of self control to be the one person that does not do <laughs> does not do that accent. As fun as it is, it's just that it's the same reason why I did not uh, the the uh, the, uh, the uh, Gangnam Style video. Once I saw how many clicks it had gotten, I realized that I would like to be the one person who has never seen this video. You know, next thing, Andy, I'm going to find out that you're neither Whip nor Nene, and I'm going to be really disappointed. But it, it I don't know if I'm, I mean, I don't hate the name. I don't really particularly love the name. I mean, it's, it's a name for a product. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a speech. It's just a speech about. I feel as though I would I I would like to just. It's a self control issue. It's not a. So the so the hello hello. I don't. I'm just saying it with that accent. I don't think you say it. It's uh it's spelled A L L O, but I think they said it like hello. So it's a it's a new Allo, like it's messaging soothing. app. It's it's soothing and healing Allo, as a messaging Allo. app. <laughs> so Coolly it's a new messenger app, and it. it has a lot of the functionalities that Hangouts does, but hopefully better implemented. So they do have the stickers, and they said they actually reached out to some illustrators to kind of create some stickers, which Hangouts mm -hmm. has that uh, stickers kind of built in. And we've even seen that in the new Spaces app, which uh, is another discussion for another day. But you, you're seeing this like it's using the same kind of interface as Hangouts, where it's you have the stickers, you can uh, text, and then obviously the emoji. But um, some of the really neat features from Ello that's a bit different from Hangouts or any of the other Messenger apps is that they introduced this whisper, whisper, shout function, <laughs> which uh, was pretty interesting. So you can actually make your words uh, bigger or your messages bigger or smaller if you don't want people, if you're whispering. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I know, I know, it's just increasing and decreasing the font size, like nerds out there. I understand that's not a revolution, but there is a lot of nuance to conversation, and often you're adding like winky faces. Uh, in Slack, I'm constantly making things like italic or bold. It, it is nice to have another way to, you know, to to express like you know what you're trying to say to someone in the text form. I, I did think it was interesting that uh, of the assistant again was in there, so you can talk mm. directly to the assistant. Or you can have the Google Assistant, you know, be part of an existing conversation. At, at Google is a user, and you interact with it that same way. And everything that you could do via voice, which is, I think, is, is a sut a subtle but really important innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell you the number of times where the most natural and easy way for me to schedule an appointment or look something up is for me to ask Google Now or ask Siri to do something. But I'm in a coffee shop, and I don't want everyone to say, "Tell uh, Siri, is my, is my ointment ready to be picked up yet at the drugstore? <laughs> no, no, the one for the burning, not the one for the itching. And the ability to simply type out, is my, is my unguent ready to be picked up yet? And get a natural language response or navigate, I want, I want to have dinner, with, not with my girlfriend, but with my wife. Oh, my God. No, no. And the, Andy, the other, is, the other, the other wife this, that I met in Delaware. This Allo conversation took a, took a turn. What they did have, they did have incognito Allo conversation just for this purpose, Andy. And I, mm. they did have, and it's all encrypted. So that's, uh, they did share that it was encrypted. So they really kind of built on the now on tap um, where, you know, for like if a lot of the cool now on tap functionalities, if you're having a conversation with someone, and you long press on the home button, it scans kind of your the screen that it's currently on, and then it tells you if you had said, hey, you know, let's go out to lunch tomorrow at, um, at the Googleplex, then it would actually add that as an event. It would ask you, hey, would you like to add this in as an event? But what they kind of did is they actually built it into the messaging app, which is actually really, really cool. And it's, uh, so if you're having a conversation with someone, some of the examples that they were using was, you know, Russell and I are having this conversation. I'm like, hey, Russell, where do you want to go out to eat tonight? And he's like, I'm craving, I'm craving some American burgers because I'm in America now and that's all I eat here. And Super Duper is amazing, by the way, Andy. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've been there and I'm just like, oh, the grease that, yeah, it's just so good. Sorry. But let's just pretend that he didn't know where he wanted to go. So let's, uh, he's like, all right, let's check out some uh, burger spots. And then Within the actual Messenger app, it would display different Google op or Google, sorry, Google burger options that we can select, and we could both see it. So it's actually really cool. Then Russell can say, "Oh, I really love Super Duper. Let's totally go to Super Duper." Uh, click that, and then I, or tap that, and then I think it would even give it give you options to make a reservation if you needed to. So I have one concern here. I don't want to be like a naysayer or whatever, but. I do wonder how practical this is in real life. Like, it, it is really easy to demo that to be like, let's get some Italian. Here's some Italian restaurants. I'll oh, book those for me. But maybe it's because I'm from Australia, but I've I've literally, when I go to a restaurant, like, it's still the case that you have to call a lot of them. You have to talk to someone. You're like, okay, is there something at 4 p.m.? And maybe that's in the Silicon Valley area that's slightly more, you know, integrated. You've got things like Open Table. You've got things like But I, I do wonder that, you know, Google Now had, a, sorry, Google Now and Tap had a lot of promise last year. And I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen a lot of that like materialize. I had, I had a list of things like that at the end of my – things that have had been – that you thought they'd be mentioned, but they didn't. One of the really um, cool things, and I think we kind of really saw this at I.O., is that there have been a lot of building blocks 
that have been shown in other apps that have led up to this app. So um, one of the things that they, they uh, shared was the quick reply. So it would give you suggestions uh, based on uh, the questions or whatever was said. So we saw this first in Inbox, where if you it scans your email and it gives you some responses that you can tap on, and then it would it would send those. Like you would hit send. Like yeah, hey, do you want to? One of the examples was like, hey, do you um, want to go out to dinner tonight? It was all focused on dinner, and it, <laughs> it said yes, count me in, or no, I can't, I'm busy. And it would actually and it included emoji in the responses, which was actually pretty cool. But the big, big thing was just like Google Photos that can see what type of photo it is, it gave you some responses, some automated responses that you could tap based on which photo it was. So like some of the examples was this awesome yeah. dog and it was like, it knew that it was a dog and it was like, cute dog you can you, not, that not, was one of the only, responses not, not only that but i was i was a, a video a video streaming live with leo laporte on twit and they put they, they they're i'm watching the video and i say oh what a oh what an awesome bernie's mountain dog and like two seconds later there's like a an auto response hey quote hey cute bernie's mountain dog because <laughs> it's not just identifying a dog but also identifying oh it's here's the the the, the breed it is uh and you wonder how it really is a uh, potentially a, a, a fantastic because the one thing that I was worried about is I, I'm often worried about what happens when you have like on smartwatches uh, auto reply sort of stuff where they take a, obviously the device has to boil away anything that makes your conversational style yours and reduce it to something efficient. So what if I'm talking to my best friend, but we're both like going through our watches and he's going through an airport and I'm taking my walk and it becomes the most antiseptic robotic Mr. Spock talking to Commander Data sort of thing. And one of the things they called out specifically is that it gets smarter about it, it is watching you and how you speak. And the more you use it, the more it's going to figure out, well, he uses this word a lot or the last four times that someone has said this, he has responded in this sort of way. So it's not going, it's not, it, it learns more about your style. So maybe after three or four months, just like how Google Now for me wasn't fantastic outside the, outside the gate, but after three or four months, it it became exceptionally good at figuring out exactly what cards needed to be at the top of the list whenever I swiped left. So it's just, there's so much, I almost ran out of, I kind of wore, wore out uh, the number of apps that it seems to be directly confronting or trying to dislodge or displace uh, by, uh, by, by all these individual features. Like, it's such a wonderful uh, melange of all the stuff that uh, that Google does well. Again, Sira they got the Sriracha, they got the bacon, they got the <laughs> sous vide going, everything that they that technology they've been developing, they've gotten there. Do I can't remember this, but is it going to do group messaging? They didn't mention yeah. that particular. Okay, they did. Okay, they did. They have they have one of the demos do it that way. As a matter of fact, I was kind of curious because now you uh, you, you, mean, you might be able to talk about this. Um, the uh, the executive who talked about uh, who talked about and introduced Allo was uh, is also the manager for Google Messenger and also Project Fi. And the Project Fi users are told, yeah, maybe don't use Google Messenger, maybe use something else instead of that. So it, 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 made, it made me wonder if Allo is always intended to dis not just enhance and be alongside Messenger, but to one day displace it. As it keeps sucking more of the oxygen out of the user base, at some point it'll entropy and die and fall to the ground. Wait, did he say not to use uh, Messenger or not, or that Allo? 
when this I was, worked this, with him. Oh, this, this wasn't during today's talk. I remember earlier. I've, I seem to remember earlier on on Project Five people telling me that who are, who who had Five being not told not told not to use Messenger. Do you, do you mean but Messenger that, or Hangouts? No, no? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah. wait a minute. Because because uh, you can they actually encourage you to use Hangouts on Project Five. I thought, it was, I thought it was Messenger that they told okay. them that. Okay, so maybe they want you to be on, because I think they want you to be on Hangouts. So, uh, okay. right. um, so if they said not to use Messenger, I guess, I, I hope that Project Fi will be brought to Elo. But I'm curious because right now Hangouts um, on Project Fi, I can send SMS messages uh, via, via the Hangouts app, like on my desktop. And Alo seems like it's a completely different infrastructure, kind of like Hangouts, where you have to have uh, an account that you reach people at. But they did said that you could be reach people via like their phone numbers, and I don't know if it's just like, hey, this number is associated with this account, and that's how you can find them. Because I don't think it's going to bring any of that SMS um, functionality, because then they wouldn't be able to do the cool stuff that they're doing. So I'm interested yeah. to see wh what it's how it's going to work. And I also think that there's an advantage to having your SMS app as a totally separate app. Uh, the times where I've been burned by uh, iMessage on uh, messages on on my iPhone because I'm thinking I'm sending a text message which is absolutely bulletproof and fail safe to a friend who's waiting for me at a restaurant, but it actually said, you know, I know that person that has his iPhone and he's at a restaurant, but the last last place he used messages was back in his office, so I'm going to route that important. Hi, I'm, I'm, I have to detour because of traffic. I'm going to be 20 minutes late. He'll be he'll want to see that when he comes home from breakfast, uh, and he wonders why Andy was uh, was half an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> that that has happened to me way too often. I will say, Andy, uh, just as a smaller side, there were two drinking events here. So if you were taking a drink for every time machine learning <laughs> was mentioned, you are completely like wasted now because they wove that into every single thing. You know, machine vision, machine learning, machine learning, machine learning, and again in in Allo, they were talking about you know applying that to, to to conversations. And the other place you might be drinking is if you were a fan of Hangouts or maybe you wanted to see Hangouts disappeared. I, I think it's time to take a drink for Hangouts because I think, I think its days are definitely numbered. Pouring this one out for you, Hangouts, it makes sense. Now I understand why you are such a pain in the butt sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it just, it's maybe, maybe Allo can actually help you with a, with a, a drinking game because uh, I think those, I think one of the demos they did, which I think was a really subtle communication about how flexible and what a future this platform has, they they had one where uh, uh, again you're just talking to the assistant and you just say, hey, let's play a game. Uh, not doing a war games joke. Boy, I was disappointed they didn't do a global thermal nuclear war joke. And the assistant just types back, okay, great. Well, what do you want to play? And it's not just like word guessing games and emoji like uh, Rebus games, but they also mentioned that third parties can write their own games and the idea that they might be able to write their own apps that plug into this sort of thing. I'm sure that we'll talk, we'll hear more about that during the sessions over the next, next week, but I really hope that they, they had talked more about that one. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't have the rest of this joke lined up, but... But now you can see. <laughs> no, that was bad. That was bad. Another uh, fun thing that they introduced into Edo was Duo. So it is their messaging, video messaging uh, serv service. I don't know what you want to call it. Just app. Platform, it's, it's built app, into Edo. Yeah, so it's not yeah. really an app. So it's built in, and one of the features that they raved about was this knock-knock feature, which allowed you to see, prior to answering the phone, like the people that were calling in. Um, and so in the, in the keynote, it was actually his daughters, which I thought was a really, really sweet thing, that his daughters were calling him, and they were having this conversation so we could see the knock-knock the feature. Um, I, I love this, but 
This seems like this could be dangerous. <laughs> well, I've got to say, when you're sitting in the crowd, the first thing we thought he meant was you'd be able to see the person you're calling before they answer. Yeah, yeah, that's me too. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, like, no, oh, no, 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 no. But no, it turns out they were talking about the person calling you. And I guess the idea there is you can decide whether to answer the call or not based on what the other person is doing. Like they, they gave some cheesy examples, you know, I've got tickets to a game and there's a newborn baby like here I want to show you. And you're like, oh, I'll definitely answer that call. But maybe there's the opposite as well where, uh, you know, it's someone who, you know, they look like they're in a real really boring environment they have something really boring to tell you just like no like, just no like, ignore ignore it, it kind of builds upon the snapchat of it in a sense like you I, I know snapchats are just messages that you're sending out real you know really quickly and they disappear but for me it's kind of like that small glimpse and so you get that small glimpse before you actually enter the video call because there's been many scenarios like with my friend when i'm uh you know snapchatting and i'm like oh my gosh you're at this place like let's uh, let's get on a video call via snapchat to kind of talk about it or whatever she wants to show me around. Um, so it, I think it was kind of fun. Again, I think it can be dangerous because, uh, I, I don't know, someone can send you some uh, bad knock-knocks, I guess. That, oh, that can yeah. get dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can turn that off. I mean, I, and I, I bet there's safeguards so that only people that you know are calling you. Uh, but I, 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 that did occur to me. But then I thought that, well, I think that if someone is initiating the call, they're certainly aware that the camera is on. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to take long before if there is any way that uh, an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend can, you know, I'm, hey, look, I'm holding up a pet rabbit and I'm holding up this knife. And I know you didn't want to see this, but I'm just looking at it anyway because Google didn't think ahead on this. Uh, but they did think ahead on a couple other things. Um, it's all uh, one of the, one of the uh, problems, I think, with uh, messages on uh, on the Mac and on uh, iOS is that it's proprietary. It only is like Apple to Apple devices. Uh, this one, uh, Duo, was built on WebRTC for the video. They're using Quick uh, for their security uh, uh, transport. Uh, and all those are open platforms, or rather, even though uh, Quick, for instance, was uh, developed inside Google, they open uh, They made it, uh, I don't want to use the word open source because I don't know exactly if they made it open source, but they've basically made it available to other people to support. So when it is, when the app is released later this summer. You can get it for Android. You can get it for for iOS. Uh, it's also uh, one of the few places where they mention the uh, uh, the international nature of you don't know what kind of technology that a region has available. This is the one place they said, and it's also really good at adapting to really really crummy crummy bandwidth. So if you are on a cell phone, that's not going to matter. And if you're in a part of the world that does terrible terrible you know dial-up phone sort of bandwidth it will still be able to get some sort of a call in uh, and you can really i was also pleased just to see this as a separate standalone app i think that not enough companies uh realize the strength and the ease of use that happens when you take one feature and make it into its own app with the entire experience optimized to that one feature and you think about those those of us using snapchat and hangouts and the stuff like that it's, it's, it's no skin off our nose if we have to press a button or activate something to uh, to uh, uh, get a video check going but you think about all the people who are these are uh, grandparents who have never really used chat before before the, the, the before they had grandkids and they just want to be able to hear see this see how your phone now has pictures of your grandchildren waving okay if you push that one big round colorful button you'll be able to see uh, they'll be able to see you and you can talk to them uh, and they don't have to worry about anything else so d just quickly andy i have to tell you the nutties arrived i tried the nutties you know we did a little periscope it was fun so thanks for sending those through we do also have some other nutties related news but we're gonna have to give it to you after this word from our sponsors and this show is also brought to you by curiosity stream 
Curiosity Stream is the world's first ad-free non-fiction streaming service. It's founded by John Hendricks, the founder of Discovery Communications. And some of the things you can expect to find in there are over 1,400 titles, 600 hours of content. Uh, it's available in 196 different countries. And it's on all the platforms you know you might you want your content on. You've got the web, you've got Roku, Android, iOS, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Amazon Kindle, Apple TV. You get the idea. It's, it's in all the places you watch your video content. Uh, they've got a wide variety of science and technology content. They've also got nature and history and many other things. And they've just recently launched over 50 hours of 4K content. So if, like me, you're like, oh, I love the resolution, you know, can't, can't get enough resolution, check out their 4K content. It's, it's good stuff. So let me tell you about some of the documentaries and things that are on there. You've got Stephen Hawking's Universe, which is a fascinating series where Stephen Hawking traces the history of astronomical theories and technology. Uh, you've got Next World featuring Michio Kaku that, you know, it's about virtual reality, artificial intelligence, all the other sort of big uh, technological questions. You've got the human face of big data. Uh, you've got the road to the singularity. You've got so many good things to watch on there. So you're wondering as a listener, you know, how much how much do I pay for all this? So monthly and annual plans uh, start at just two ninety nine per month, uh, which is less than a cup of coffee. And, you know, it's the much, much less than the cost of a lot of other, you know, competing on-demand platforms. So you want to go to curiositystream.com slash RelayFM and you want to use the promo code RelayFM during sign-up and you'll get unlimited access to the world's top documentaries and non-fiction series and it's completely free to you, our listeners, for the first 60 days. So try out two entire months, you know, browse the 4K libraries that I was talking about, watch some of those documentaries, see what you think and, you know, if after two months you want to stay, you know, good. If you don't, that, that's perfectly fine. So RelayFM uh, is the offer code you want to use and CuriosityStream.com is the website you want to go to. So we want to thank CuriosityStream for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Well, it's 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 good that you started by mentioning Nutties because, as you know, we've been trying to figure out what candy they're going to name uh, the next version of Android after. It has to start with N, and we found out that Nutties, our 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 work is working because it is definitely a candidate. It is actually a candidate that we found. They announced that from the stage that it is a candidate. So long as one of us hits android.com slash N and suggests it as a name because they just don't have a name yet and they're making it a voters. And and one of the listeners already tweeted out at us and actually has submitted uh, Nutties as one of the options. So it is in the running. Um, and we kind of talked about this. So how we got into the Nutties discussion was that Sundar made, a I think, a joke uh, when he was in India saying when someone asked him, hey, why don't you name one of the new Android releases after an Indian treat? And he kind of made a joke saying, well, I don't know, maybe we'll uh, vote on it. And if it gets a lot of votes, then there will be an Android uh, you know, named after an Indian treat. And that's exactly what they're doing. And it's just not solely India, but it's going to be everywhere. So, yes, you can go out there and you can vote for your favorite N treat. Um, mm. You know, nutties, nutties are really they, good. They've already, they've, they've already made the, they've already made the, the namey nickname face joke. So <laughs> everyone else can just skip that one. You know, or maybe nerds, maybe nerds will succeed. That was, uh, that was one of my favorites. Uh, but I know Russell, I think you're rooting for Nutella. I am rooting for Nutella, but I, I don't, I haven't checked the website and seen what their rules are around brand names because obviously nerds I assume is trademark. Mm -hmm. Nutella would be trademark. Like nutties could even be trademark. We could, we could win this vote, Andy. It could come down to the final thing and be like, oh, sorry, can't, can't have that. 
I actually wondered about that because that's so unusual for them to say we don't have a name, but here's a voting thing we can do. It's such it's such a non-important thing that it wouldn't be like we're as part of the build-up of excitement, we're having this big thing. It's not a contest, you don't win anything. And they explicitly said that we will just simply choose a name. We it's not necessarily gonna be from this batch. It made me wonder if they actually did we actually they actually were focused on Nutella or nerds or something like that, and for whatever reason they couldn't get an agreement hand hammered out or whatever the like Narshmallow, they found out that oh, well, there's already like sort of a a, a, a a pyramid mortgage scam in Nebraska called called Narshmallow, so we can't use that. I, I I wonder if there was a plan in place, but they said, okay, why don't we just announce from the stage we don't have it yet? And has have, has anybody put a web put a put a created an an end directory off Android.com? Great, okay, we're not going to use that for the name contest. Yeah, well, I don't. Uh, in the past, we didn't get Marshmallow. Like last year, they didn't tell us it was going to be Marshmallow until the Nexus. I, I think that it was the other event where they announced the Nexus devices and then they told us the name. So um, I think it's just kind of fun and we're, we're going to see in a couple of months like what other fun things that they come up with. So, so some other cool things about N, like from the developer perspective, there's going to be faster app installations, there's going to be smaller um, app sizes. They've also gotten rid of the dialogue, which I hate, is when you upgrade to any sort of version of Android, you get yep. the Android is upgrading your apps and it just sits there spinning while it like compiles a whole bunch of stuff for each one of your apps. That's now gone. They've also focus on security so you've got file level um, encryption which means if you can just in- encrypt like individual bits then you can do stuff like let your phone actually boot without you having to you know put in a password mm-hmm. and various other things like you know nice nice things and they've also hardened some of the media player um, frameworks which I guess was a response to you know what happened with stage fright and some other things like you know <laughs> earlier this year it is a good thing you've got all these low level things you know decoding video and stuff you want to make sure like you know things don't don't slip through there and they also announced that um, they were going to have the Android and developer release, but it was going to be a public beta that you could actually put on your daily carry. So they uh, released the beta, was it a couple of weeks ago or a month ago? So no, like, it was a while ago now. It was a while ago. So like the developers have already been uh, have the ability to play with it, but now they're saying this one is uh, stable enough that you can put it on your your daily carry, but I don't know. I am as I'm traveling here in San Francisco, and I rely on my phone so much to get around and uh, and you know make sure that yeah. I, I can catch the Caltrain to go back home. I'm not sure I can do this. There was one other thing I really that I really want to get some more details on is they were talking about doing a Chrome style thing where Android just keeps itself up to date. So it'll download the latest say system image, it'll install it. And basically, the next time you restart your phone, it will just convert the current image you have to that image like seamlessly. Like there's no upgrade process, there's no progress bars. Like it's essentially already installed, just like Chrome. And the next time you relaunch yeah. your device, boom, boom, you're on that version. And they did they did call that. It was one of the couple of things they called out as uh, technology that they've been inspired by Chrome on. Uh, and but yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Yasmin. Um, you can go to. I'm definitely going to Android.com/slash/beta. Uh, and installing it, but on Google's Loner yeah, 6P exactly. that I still have, it's it's you it's 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 uh, they they did say specifically and as a point of pride, oddly enough, that it's a we finally have a beta grade version of Android that we can send out, and that's like saying going to a fine restaurant saying we have cafe public school cafeteria grade beef today, like yeah maybe let's go to Chipotle instead. 
Another thing that's going to be packaged into Android N is now Daydream, which is the platform that that's the name they decided for the pl- for their and VR platform. Do you know why they decided that name, Yasmin? They because heard it on our podcast. They said Yasmin loves Daydream so much. That's, this is what we're going to name well, our new VR product. I'm actually uh, really concerned because what does that mean for the old Daydream? So the the old Daydream was the like kind of a screensaver that would pop up on your phone or even on your Android TV, and it was just like fun colors, and they had different options, and so. What's going to happen to my wonderful screensaver? Yeah, it lo- it looks like they they laid out a really ambitious plan. Uh, just like with uh, Google Home, they didn't have anything. Actually, even worse than Google Home, they not only did not have working hardware to show, they only had drawings uh, of stuff to show. There is this is not a product. This is actually a reference platform, both for phones that will be capable of the sort of low latency, high frame rate uh, uh, video, and also for VR headsets that will work uh, well with it, and also the the new APIs. But they the point that they're trying to make is that. Uh, Android N will have a special VR mode for uh, that's optimized for performance and low latency and, and with a new system UI. But just like leveraging the advantages of Android, where you can buy an Android phone that costs a thousand dollars, you can buy an Android phone that costs eighty dollars. Uh, they're trying to make it based on a, uh, this. Here is a reference platform. If you want to implement some of this, but not all of this, if you want to do a four star, uh, 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 like three thousand uh, three thousand uh, dollar filmmaker quality experience. If you want to do a $99 uh, Gear VR sort of experience, we can make that happen too. Uh, There's also a tiny gesture controller that looks like a home pregnancy test. Uh, So don't fumble for that in the dark and pee on the wrong thing, definitely. Uh, But it looks like uh, it's not just, uh, hey, here's this one thing we're adding to the product line, but we we feel so highly about virtual reality that we are baking that inside every product and service we have. They, uh, They mentioned that uh, of course, uh, YouTube already supports uh, 3D and VR, but they mentioned that Photos is now going to support VR. The Google Play Store, we're doing a, a version of, of Google Play for that. Will go, so you don't have to leave the VR environment to shop for new games and apps. I thought it was interesting. Uh, they mentioned Maps as well, which made me think, have they always been capturing uh, 3D data or have they been quietly updating their stuff? Because as, as useful as Street View already is, the ability to actually walk down the street and turn left and turn right and say, I don't like this neighborhood. That guy's looking at me funny. I'm glad that I'm only here virtually. I'm not going to actually come here when I go to Boston next week. I don't care how good the pizza's supposed to be at that place over there. There's a dead body in front of there, even in the Google VR thing. <laughs> i got to say that would be amazing. Like When you drop the little street view person like somewhere and you get to look around, that's all right. But imagine if you could drop yourself there and just like, you know, put this thing on your face and just kind of spin around the room. You'd actually be able to get a feel for like, okay, I'm going to this place or I want to visit this place. This is exactly, you know, what it looks like. I think that'd be cool. So it was an interesting take on how they handled hardware. I for sure was expecting a dedicated hardware for their VR. And I was kind of disappointed um, because they, they didn't have something that they were actually showing. Like we said, they only have the pictures. But it seems like what they're doing, instead of creating their own VR um, hardware, is that they're giving manufacturers kind of the, the specs and the details of what they should be focusing on. So what that does, it, it creates a consistent experience, but it's going to give manufacturers the freedom to kind of create their own hardware, which is kind of always the thing where you're wondering when it comes to Google and Android, you're thinking, 
okay, at what point, how much hard work can they create without getting the manufacturers mad at them? And then that makes you know the Android platform not as successful because then there's less phones on there. So uh, I'm eager to see uh, what you know what it does. I think that the remote control is going to be a, a fantastic addition. Um, my daughter has the VR, and it's always kind of hard for her to, to you know, with the, with tapping on it, trying to figure out the buttons like on the actual cardboard interface. So I think the remote's going to be good good thing. So I'm excited. I'm really really looking forward to see what they come out. Uh, one of the things that they did uh, talk about was Android 2.0. So it's official. It's officially 2.0. Where 2.0? And the the really really cool thing that I think is probably the best one is that it's going to be able to read data from the app. So any app that you have, it's going to the watch faces are going to be able to read that data. Yeah, I love the demo. It's something. That's, it's such a natural thing because I love the way that these watches. I can turn my wrist and just get a two-second glance and get information and put it down. So now uh, we've already, some of our favorite watch faces are active ones that can pull data from uh, from Google Fit. Say you've got two thousand steps right there in the watch face, but now you can they can actually, for lack of a better word, like Evernote can have a widget not in its own special Evernote watch face, but in your own favorite watch face. You can now have whatever your last Evernote was in the bottom there, and then in a little circle up the top, it can have uh, uh, the temperature being delivered by your Nest thermostat, uh, and so you have a watchmaker and a hardware maker and a uh, network service maker all contributing data at your at your discretion to this app. Uh, also interesting that they've added uh, uh, the the Google the, the new assistant is such a natural for the watch having a conversation a, a really interactive conversation uh, maybe not quite so natural but still cool uh, handwriting recognition. Uh, so with, if you if you want to be one of those people you can say how interesting that my two hundred dollar Android Wear watch has handwriting recognition but your thousand dollar ipad pro doesn't then it's a tablet with a pen and they've also added a keyboard so that should be uh, pretty interesting to see how, how you're actually <laughs> going to be typing on this thing so maybe i'll keep my giant watch because I'll, I'll need all the space i can for typing um really really bummed that we did not get tap and pay for the watch the they kind of mm. they they said that for Android 2.0 they were going to get a lot of standalone apps so they were really encouraging people to be they were going to be able to like talk, do messages um, and other run other apps without their phone because they have cellular now or even Wi-Fi and so I was just like why not tap and pay NFC tap and pay like we've had it before Apple and now the and the Apple Watch had it from the beginning and so. I'm really kind of bummed they didn't do that. I don't know. Maybe when they when they announce the watches, they'll just kind of introduce it. But it's just kind of a a weird thing because I feel like that's something they should have uh, pushed. But there, that's that's it. Yeah, and also realize that this isn't like a, a media event where they roll out the new phones and everyone goes home. This is a week long event. There are lots of more things that they're going to be talking about. As a matter of fact, uh, Hiroshi Lock Lockheimer actually responded to something that I did not ask him, but was in my list of questions. I was surprised that Chrome OS was not mentioned pretty much at all. And does that portent something terrible? And he tweeted out in response to someone's question, "Lots to talk about at 11 a.m. tomorrow." So he's apparently so. There's going to be a session which he will be able to talk about what going on with Chrome OS. So if it didn't merit inclusion in the big first half hour of everyone in the world watching part, it's at least on schedule somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I think last year they announced cellular on Android Wear um, and they introduced one, I think it was the LG Urban Watch that actually had it. So maybe uh, in a couple of months, they'll surprise me and say, hey, new Android 2.0 watches with NFC tap and pay. Here you go, Yasmin, just for yeah. you. 
they did seem to also call out without talking about that stuff specifically that the idea of trying to make it more into a standalone device for people who might want not might not want to leave the house with their phone all the, all the time. We're we're running out of time because uh, the, because our friends here on the ground are actually have infiltrated Google headquarters and they're probably going to be kicked out or they're going to realize that they forgot to erase an important whiteboard behind them before they let them in and so they're going to be tased to the ground. Yes, now they're both actually turning around and examining this thing. Stop uh, it, <laughs> take some pictures before you go. They're going to wipe uh, our so, memory. We'll talk. We'll talk about. The, we'll talk about more stuff later. Another thing that I thought was really interesting that we don't have time to talk about now was Android Instant Apps, uh, which is this system where not just with Android N, but going all the way back to even cheap, cheap blister pack phones that run Jelly Bean, the ability for a developer to create code that can just be served to an Android device in whatever small slice that needs to be. For instance, so if you're using the assistant and you're having a conversation, the assistant realizes that, oh, he's talking about uh, the uh, seat selection at Madison Square Garden. And well, well, you know, there's a Madison Square Garden app on the Google Play Store that can send out an interactive seat guide. So without that user having to download anything, they're just now using a really beautiful, rich interactive seat guide provided by the app itself. Well, luckily for, for us, Andy, in this show, that a lot of this stuff they're talking about, Instant Run, Google Home, like all these other things, they won't be shipping for like, you know, months, if, if not even even longer. So we'll have plenty of time to to discuss this in future shows. Yeah. They yeah. promised a lot and we've got a lot of anticipation. Yeah, definitely. And um, there was, uh, you know, obviously some developers speak. I saw Pocket Cast icon on the screen. I was like, I have no idea. Uh, what this entails or why Russell's app is on there. But I took a picture and I was uh, proud. I was like, Pocket Cast. I was like, I'm sure it has something to do with something. Um, so we're, we're really excited. We're going to be here. It, you know, today is actually just the first day. We got t- three more days after this, you know, and we're going to be, I'm going to have my recorder. So if you're out there and you kind of want to just have a quick uh, five to 10 minute interview or something about if you worked on one of these apps, feel free to reach out and uh, we'll see if we can find any people that want to be interviewed. And we just want to want to thank Googleplex for, well, they didn't host us, but we're here. So that's cool. They didn't, they didn't, throw, they didn't chase you out with a stick. They haven't. Yeah. They, they let us walk in the room. And so that's, uh, that's good enough. So Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks so much. Andy, uh, we miss you. We'll see you in a week. And I will, I will see you tanned and excited, even if you're not, even if you didn't get to fly home with a cute piece of plastic with a screen on it over your eyes, as uh, I'm sure you expected yeah, to. Yeah, now, 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 you have, now you have room in your luggage that you made for on the trip over for more souvenirs for the kids at home. Exactly, exactly. And Andy, where can people keep up with you? Uh, type in anatgo.com. You'll get to my blog or follow me at anatgo on Twitter. I'm, go, I'm going out to dinner and then I'm spending five wonderful hours just digesting everything from the keynote. And I'm really looking forward to writing about this. I have so much thought about this stuff. Really strong keynote. So they'll be in the Chicago Sun-Times on uh, Thursday, probably. And uh, Russell, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. And I'm trying all this week to post some photos and, and things from Google. I. It's not extensive coverage. I'm obviously not a journalist, but you might you might see some cool things that, that interest you. And you can find me at, at Yasmin Evian on Twitter, and I'll be maybe periscoping some things. Uh, let's see if I, if I meet Sundar and I give him some nutties. I'll see if I can snag a picture. And I'll try not to scare any more Google executives. I'm a, I'm a friendly person, I promise. Until next time, stay in material. 